So this actually was the first article I ever wrote for my website, Learning How to Think, back in 2017. The website's now deleted, but some of these old articles are still really good. So I've gone over this one and sort of updated it and given a few different perspectives and made it a bit more current. A lot of the main content is still there, though. Raising your vibration. What can I do? If, like me, you gain the awareness that there is a lot of things going in the, going on in the world that are negatively affecting humanity, you may have also developed the desire to positively influence the events taking place. Every individual has different gifts and talents that may be offered in service. The answer in many ways to the question, what can I do, will be slightly different for everyone. So, how do we raise our vibration and the vibration of others? Personally, I would not have been ready to take up the mega project that literally shook the entire UK, the Great Reopening, were it not for the great progress I made when I turned my focus on changing myself. True change begins within, and then we are ready to handle reality-bending projects and ideas. After dedication, discipline and effort, I've seen great progress in raising my own vibration, which has had a huge effect on everyone I encounter on my journey. There is a great poem in relation to this. When I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. When I found I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town, and as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now, as a really old man, near on my deathbed, I realised the only thing I can change is myself, and suddenly I realised that if long ago I had changed myself, by example, I could have made an impact on my family, my family and I could have made an impact on our town and their impact could have changed the nation and I could have indeed changed the world. And that was written by an unknown monk approximately 1100 AD. What does raising your vibration mean? Well, from what I have researched and what is known by quantum physics, the universe is energy and information vibrating at different frequencies. From your thoughts to your toes, it's all energy. Raising our own baseline vibe lifts up the entire human race as we are all connected, one organism. David Hawkins covers this in his work with the scale of consciousness. Rupert Sheldrake also goes into this with his work on morphogenetic fields. Given this information, we can see that there are different vibrations for emotions and states such as joy, harmony, health serenity and love. We can call these higher vibrational frequencies. Whereas fear, envy, illness, hate and so on are of a lower vibrational frequency. In many ways, raising your vibration has a lot to do with being more harmonious with life in general, something I'm sure we all desire. To do this, a lot of work is involved with clearing out all the old negative stuff, the energetic blockages, old emotions, wounds and limiting thought patterns. Shadow work is a huge part of this. The path is different for everyone though. So what works well for one person at one part of their journey may not work as well for another. 
tuning into our internal guidance and developing a internal guidance compass system backed up with a personal connection to God is the best way to develop discernment and know what's best for you for where you are at. After enough shadow work has been done, it can just be a case of consciously in the moment raising one's vibration with meditation, getting into a higher emotional state and repeating this enough times so the vibe sinks down into the deeper parts of the being. So what exactly is our vibration? How do we measure it? The best way I have found to quantify our vibe is to look at the sum total of our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual states or bodies. How in balance are all four parts of our being? Are we in great shape physically but lacking in our emotional development? Many anecdotal stories have been passed on to me about people who looked great, were doing everything right physically to be healthy and yet one day they simply dropped dead or are hit by a serious debilitating condition. How could this be? Well, once we get into an understanding that we are more than just our physical bodies and have an entire energetic and emotional system that is just as important to the functioning of our body, then we get a better understanding of what is going on here. Many healing systems in the East have been aware of this for millennia. Just look at acupuncture, which is based upon this very premise. Acupuncture is generally the first step many Westerners can take into a base understanding of this, yet the general consciousness is yet to catch up in understanding the energy meridians of the body. One could argue that the knowledge has deliberately been suppressed due to allopathic medicine taking over and dominating Western medicine. Why did this happen? Was it truly in our best interest as a collective or is it because allopathic medicine is the most monetizable and can generate lifelong customers as opposed to healing someone and then losing a customer? The insane money to be made has been made even more obvious with COVID. Many billions thrown around for the jabs, masks, tests and tens of billions here in the UK for an app. A sick, stupid population is easier to control. An intelligent, empowered population poses a threat to established control. So how exactly would we go about raising our own vibration? Well, if we split up each section of ourselves and go into detail how we can work on each, we shall have an idea on where to start. The physical body is a great place to start as most people will know how to look after their body already. What may be missing is the perspective that looking after your body positively influences the consciousness of humanity. Or simply put, a healthy body helps humanity. More humorously put, a walk in the woods can help change the world. The physical body responds to what we put inside of it, so it makes sense to avoid any text toxic chemicals and severely reduce any processed food, beating harmful addictions, exercising, drinking plenty of good water, eating healthfully and spending time in nature are all very obvious things we can do to keep the physical body happy. There are many other things we can do with each person having different requirements for physical health. It's not black and white. Also, it should be mentioned that physical health is greatly affected by perception of environment. Something I have experienced myself is when I have indulged in misleading, damaging thought forms for extended periods of time, I have actually influenced my physical health via a distorted perception of reality. 
which is known as the nocebo effect. Dr. Bruce Lipton has some very interesting research related to this. Here follows a short poem. The desire to change comes from within, to throw the false self into the bin. For most, this is no easy task. To remove the lower ego, we grasp as our mask. Once we peel back the layers of conditioning, only pure love will be worth mentioning. An illusion strips us from experiencing serenity. Where did we receive this untrue identity? Mentality The next section to cover for raising your vibration is our mental state or body. The mind is an incredibly powerful tool and if used correctly can influence our reality around us in a positive way. This also means the opposite is true. We all know about the placebo effect but what is less commonly mentioned is the nocebo effect. There is an interesting tale which relates to this. There was a man who worked with large cool rooms. The cool rooms were kept at a chilly zero degrees Celsius. It was Friday afternoon and he was preparing himself to finish work for the weekend. He was the last of his peers to leave the building and was going to move a few boxes from one of the cool rooms. When he entered the room, he accidentally locked himself in. With no way of opening the door, his fate had been sealed and he was trapped. He died of hypothermia due to prolonged exposure to cold. When his co-workers returned, they found his dead body. However, the cool room had been turned off and the actual temperature was slightly below room temperature. So how did he die? There are numerous tales like this. I can't vouch for the truth behind them, however, it certainly makes you think. When we look into the works of people such as Dr. Bruce Lipton, we find that the perception of environment affects what chemicals the brain releases into the blood. Quantum physics also suggests that we can influence reality by slightly nudging the probability of certain events happening. This is simplified and termed as the law of attraction. It should be mentioned that this is far more complex than is put out in the new age arena. I can highly recommend this interview hosted by Jason DeMarcus, where Tom Montour goes deep into the subject of reality creation, timelines and quantum physics. From one perspective, we can look at the mind being split into two sections the conscious and the subconscious. The subconscious mind itself is a huge topic in itself. We could say that the conscious mind is akin to a person in a library choosing books to read from. The subconscious mind being the library itself. To make progress with our mental state that is not related to conscious level stuff, gathering knowledge for example, it's best to focus on the subconscious mind that is where the conscious mind is deriving the majority of its behaviours. There are many ways to reprogram the subconscious mind. Two techniques I have found to be useful are affirmations and vipassana meditation. 
These techniques may be of use to people who feel from an intellectual and knowledge standpoint they are quite mentally strong, but find they are not in control of their thoughts, and possibly could find themselves indulging in repeating destructive thought patterns. With affirmations, I have found that the best time is before going to sleep and just when you wake up. Going with the theory that we are more in touch with our subconscious in these semi-trance-like states. Can you imagine what the effect would be on a person whose first thoughts are when waking up, for example, I hate what I am doing today. I think we can assume the effects would not be positive. To set yourself up with affirmations, it's probably best to start with one and make it relatively short and simple. It pays to ask yourself what you truly desire, so that you are not trying to manifest something that stems from the conditioned false self or the lower ego. As soon as waking and just before sleeping, repeat your affirmation for as long as you like. Five minutes is enough. If possible, out loud and whilst looking into a mirror, if not just silently in your mind is good. Many people in our society today are in a state of being where they do not love themselves. So perhaps an affirmation simply stating, I love myself, would be a good one to start with. Louise L. Hay has some interesting work relating to this. When reprogramming your subconscious, it takes time, so dedication is key. Also, it pays to not be too attached to the outcome and create a new fear-based thought pattern worrying if the affirmation will work. As for Vipassana meditation, the technique is very simple. You begin by focusing on your breath and calming the mind. Then, when ready, you bring your awareness to the top of your head and bring it over every section of the body till you reach your toes, then reverse the process. I find this practice helps with getting in touch with your body and the sensations occurring. I benefit from clearer thought patterns, better interactions with people and have seen an increase in confidence which I think stems from having a better understanding of myself. It has been touted by many wise men to know thyself and I can relate to this. I noticed improvements after much practice and dedication. You probably won't notice much after just one 30 minute session. However, if you were to practice 30 minutes every day for one month, then I would bet you start to see results. These techniques, coupled with a healthy intake of empowering knowledge, will surely see anyone make great progress in better using this powerful tool we call our mind. It's all about repetition, motivation and dedication. Emotional health. There are powers that benefit from frequency suppression of humanity and feed off of lower vibrational of emotions such as fear, hate and greed. To not feed such entities by having a clear and healthy emotional body and state is a critical step in raising our vibration. Emotions are incredibly powerful and bustling with energy. We would be wise to be wary of what situations in life we become emotionally invested in. Albeit that this powerful part of ourselves is meant to be expressed, it should be done from a calm, controlled, non-judgmental state. If we are feeling sad or upset, that is fine. Experience the sensation of sadness, cry if it feels right and release the feeling. Avoid unnecessary overdwelling. This is the healthy way to experience this part of the self. 
The next step would be to question where this emotion is coming from. Why do we truly feel the way we do about whatever is occurring? Is it from societal conditioning or have we some deeper aspect of ourselves that needs addressing? Such as former suppression of emotions or perhaps locked away past pain and trauma. Much progress can be made in this field by working through past pain and trauma. Shadow work was a term coined by Carl Jung which is in reference for the darker aspects of the self contained within. The following questions can help anyone to become more familiar with their shadow side from Knowing Your Shadow by Robert Augustus Masters. What do I least want others to know about me? What do I tend to have a disproportionate reaction to? What am I offended by? What person keeps triggering or irritating me? What qualities of mine or others do I often feel aversion toward? Which emotions do I consider to be bad or wrong? Which emotions am I the least comfortable expressing? What am I most scared to openly express or share? Progress in this area can be made when we open up to ourselves to a trusted friend or family member. Almost everyone has secrets or things which they feel fear or embarrassment towards that happened in their past. These situations can lead to trapped emotions and pain. When left untouched, this may manifest as repeating destructive thought loops or physical illness. If you do not have this luxury of a real life friend available to you, you can reach out online. I offer my life coaching services and I am here for all those who want to work on themselves. For personal work on your own, then there are methods in which you can look inside yourself and work through your emotions. Ask, what am I offended by? Why does it offend me? And is this justified or does it stem from the falsely grafted lower ego personality? I'm aware of two different techniques which can be performed alone. One of them is the meditation practice known as focusing. The other method, recapitulation, is mentioned in the work of Carlos Castaneda. The technique simply involves, in your mind's eye, reliving traumatic or troubling events whilst performing deep breathing and sway the head from left to right and back again. The theory being in reliving these moments in detail, trapped or lost energy or emotions is released or regained. The idea is to try relive the moment in the best possible accuracy, including how you felt and how you thought others involved felt. When we begin clearing the old stuff, we begin to open up ourselves to the higher powerful love and light vibrations, in turn becoming a broadcasting station or lighthouse, allowing more people to do the same. Spirituality. Enlightenment is a destructive process. Are you ready for pain? The path to one's own awakening requires that you will have to not only step, but leap out of your comfort zone. Once you have begun to go against the grain in terms of breaking free from the matrix control system, forces will act upon you to attempt to bring you back into the mainstream frequency. This is not something to be feared as the only way these forces can act upon you is through your own weak or blind spots within yourself. In a way, these forces are just highlighting areas within that require attention. 
It pays to be aware, but not emotionally invested in how these seemingly hidden forces operate. Once we have come to a level of understanding that the very tools that the Matrix uses to try to get us to stay asleep become the very things that can be used to further awaken our being and evolve spiritually, this reversal of flow is what we are after. Knowledge protects, ignorance endangers. When we talk about making progress spiritually, it's not about who can do the most complex yoga poses. Whilst having a spiritual practice such as meditation, qigong and yoga, etc. is incredibly beneficial in many ways, there is more to the story. Practices such as the ones mentioned above provide a base from which we can begin to work on ourselves to clear out our old conditioning and heal our wounds then once we begin to clear the vessel, we can create space for the higher vibrational frequencies to gain a foothold in our being and become a frequency anchor. We can then evolve our value system to align with the divine. Evolving on this path and becoming closer to God has its own benefits. I have found Vipassana meditation a great tool for gaining better control over my mind and getting to know better what thoughts are coming from my lower self and what thoughts are coming from my higher self. Or the divine. After a challenging 10 day course and continued practice, I am seeing great improvements. There is an interesting documentary called Doing Time, Doing Vipassana. This documentary features people in prison practicing Vipassana. There are many different meditation techniques, so it pays to try a few and see what works best for you. Two core principles of the spiritual path involve learning lessons and helping others. We could use the perspective that everything we encounter on our journey is an opportunity to learn a lesson, even the mistakes. Some go further and suggest that we can gauge how evolved a being is by how many lessons they have learned. It's interesting to think that every experience is an opportunity for further growth and development. This also ties in nicely with emotional work. When something offends us, we can learn a lesson about why such an act stirs up a particular emotion within us. We as humans have free will which leaves it up to us to decide if we are in service to others or service to self. Once we decide which way we wish to polarise, we can then begin taking positive steps to further increase polarity. The more we begin to start waking up, the more reality will, re will respond, so we, we would be best to likewise respond and not react. Things may get rough at times. If you had noticed that there seems to be forces acting upon you to try to stop your awakening progress, whether it be through your own mind with thought injections or through other people, even friends and family acting irrationally, know that you are probably on the right track. Once we have begun to purify the vessel from within, we have taken the first steps to partaking in the most powerful act we can do to help humanity and ourselves evolve at this time. And here follows a short poem. Remember, brothers and sisters of eternity, we are here to emanate peace and serenity. Not all are ready for such a vibration. Some are here to face their own temporary annihilation. For them, nothing can be done. However, do not despair. This war can be won. It is one, a single heart at a time, making the consciousness of love within shine. For the whole collective consciousness becomes brighter, even if just for one person you make this journey a bit lighter.